The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. There was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the wedding. When the wine ran short, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, how does your concern affect me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servers, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for Jewish ceremonial washings, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told them, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, draw some out now and take it to the head waiter. So they took it. And when the head waiter tasted the water that had become wine, without knowing where it came from, although the servers who had drawn the water knew, the head waiter called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves good wine first, and then when people have drunk freely, an inferior one, but you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this as the beginning of his signs at Cana in Galilee, and so revealed his glory. And his disciples began to believe in him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In my bulletin article this weekend, I mentioned that in as much as the, the story of the wedding at Cana showcases the great ability of Jesus to turn water into wine, it also highlights very important things about our faith life. It's referred to as a sign by John the Evangelist, the one who wrote the story, because it points to a bigger reality other than water and wine. When we speak of sign, signs are symbols that points, that points to a higher reality other than itself. And this is what we want to unpack in our reflection this morning. What does this story tells us in our faith life. S several days ago, as I was preparing for my homily and praying on, on the gospel today, several things, several things came to mind that I didn't really put much attention before. And, and the first one that caught my attention was the words, were the words of Mary to Jesus. They have no wine. I stayed in that praise a little bit, and it dawned on me that Mary had the courage to name the problem. The people in the banquet, especially those who are serving, those who were behind the scenes, were probably, were, were, were probably very concerned. What are we going to do? The feast or the banquet just started. And if we remember, 
wedding feasts in the Jewish context lasted for days. In fact, the house of the bridegroom is open for everyone for that week. And they have to serve them with food and most especially wine. And that was just the first day. And they were running out of wine already. They had no wine, but Mary was the one who just tackled the problem head on and just named it. And I stayed with this and I asked myself, do I always have the courage of Mary in naming the problem in front of me? There are big problems in my life before where I just don't really pay attention and I, th and I thought, well, it will just going to go away. It will just going to take care of itself. And days and weeks and months went by and still the problem got bigger and bigger. What are the big elephants in the room in our lives where it's so glaring obvious, but we refuse to name it because of fear, because of discomfort, probably because we don't want to offend people, probably we don't want to, to be perceived as we're judging the other person, or even the big elephant rooms in our own lives that we need to confront with by ourselves, things that we, that we struggle with but we still deny ourselves that it exists, thinking that it will just going to fade away and life will just continue as normal. They have no wine. And the thing is, when, G when Mary told Jesus they have no wine, it was not a judgment of Mary on the host. Mary was not criticizing probably the, the way the host underestimated the number of guests that were coming to attend. It was not a judgment. It was not a condemnation. It was just stating the obvious so that solution would solution would be brought to them how many times in my own life you know i refused to name the problem because i thought oh i don't want the person think that i'm judging that person but how many times i've also heard from people it's like oh father how i wish i've told my my wife or my husband about this long before so that we don't have to deal the gravity of the situation right now. How I wish I had been more attentive and had the courage to say this to my, to, to my son or to my daughter. If I've done this early on, we would not be suffering like this right now. <laughs> Refusing to name the problem. There are some people here who know me quite well already, and, and uh, some of them would tell me, are you okay? And I said, why? Well, you're a little bit scattered at Mass. <laughs> and you know, I don't, I don't see that as a judgment, you know, from them, but 
it's really just a concern. I just want you to know that I, I, just, want, I just want to know that you're okay. That's what the person says. It's not a judgment of me being unprepared or something or not being concentrated. But it's about care and it's about loving. Wine. You know, wine in the, in the scriptures is symbolic of eternal feasts. In fact, in the book of the prophet Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah defines heaven as an eternal feast where wine doesn't run out. Who doesn't want to be in heaven? After Isaiah defines that, you know? When wine doesn't run out, eternal feasts. And wine represents contentment, joy, vibrancy, satisfaction, happiness. And if we follow that line and thinking of the scriptures, we can ask ourselves, is our life full of wine? And I'm not talking about cases of Merlot and Pinot. <laughs> that helps too, <laughs> probably. But the wine, as what I wrote in, the, in my column this weekend, the wine of happiness, of peace, of joy, of contentment, of justice. And if these things are missing, then there are certain aspects in our lives that are running dry. And what is the solution that Mary offers and models for us if our life is, dry, is running dry? Do whatever He tells you. Do whatever He tells you. Sometimes we know that, that there is that emptiness, that there is, uh, there is that void happening, and we look for solutions elsewhere, and we end up drier and emptier and emptier. So Mary is telling us, go to my son, do whatever he tells you. That's an excellent advice. And you know, do whatever he tells you were the last recorded words of Mary in the entire scriptures. After that, we never heard her speak again. Do whatever he tells you were the last recorded words of Mary in the entire Bible. He, she probably said, I've said enough. <laughs> That's it. You don't have to hear from me. That's my best advice I could give you. You were not going to hear from me. Do whatever he tells you. And why? Because it is him that we can find this abundance, this joy that all our hearts really long for. As what the, the first reading today from, from the book of the prophet Isaiah no more shall people call you forsaken or your land desolate, but you shall be called my delight. 
And that's what happens when we let Him, when we let Him enter into our own lives. Do whatever He tells you. But you know, what's so interesting about this is that Jesus was not the only one who made or who maintained the joy of the wedding banquet. Each people there has its own unique role. Mary had to name the emptiness or the void. The waiters or the servants had to put water on those jars. The head waiter had to taste the quality of the wine. Each one had its unique role. You know, we don't have to do it all. You know, at times we think that we have to do everything, but no, we just have to do a little or small part. At times, the only thing that we can do is to name the obvious and the problem. I see that you had been drinking for some time. What's the problem? You don't even have to offer a solution, just name it. And there's another one, like the, the servants who would pour water, some solution. Oh, I've heard that you had been drinking. This really helped me. Why don't you do this? I heard that you guys have been struggling in your marriage for some time. Why don't you, why don't you try this? Or sometimes we can be that head waiter who just says, Wow, I haven't seen you, your smile for some time. I am so happy to see that you're healthy and alive and kicking after everything that you went through. We just have sometimes be that head waiter. The question that we can ask ourselves is, what kind of role or parts or parts are you willing to play in maintaining the joy in the lives of other people? You know, I need Marys in my life who would tell me the problem sometimes because sometimes it's just like, it's just the big elephant in the room, but it's like, why are you not recognizing this? And sometimes I need someone also just to, you know, give some affirmation and say, oh, but by the way, that helped me. Thank you. The second reading today from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians affirms our unique role in one another. There are different forms of service, but the same Lord. There are different workings, but the same God who produces all of them in everyone. We could not have all the gifts, but your unique gift, uh, my unique gift, can contribute to the joy and the happiness of the other. Lastly, it's interesting that as Jesus inaugurates or begins His public ministry, he does it or he did it in the context of a wedding. The wedding is the beginning of life, of new life, right? And Jesus, beginning his public ministry, he's telling everyone, guys, I'm your bridegroom. 
And just like in a wedding, you're giving yourself to one another, I'm going to give your life eventually, and you are going to see how this, is, how this plays out starting today in my first miracle. And as you see my life going forward, you will see how this self-emptying and dying to you would be played out until on the cross. Because ultimately, I'm your bridegroom, says Jesus. Again, my dear friends, reflecting on this, who can you be married to at this point in your life? Or who can be married to you? And what parts or parts are you willing to play to keep the joy in the kingdom?